LinkedIn presents. It's so hard to budget when you don't have consistent money coming in. So you don't, when people are like, oh, well, what is your monthly budget? I'm like, I don't know because there may be no money this month. There may be more money than I've ever made in a month coming in. So it becomes more difficult in this area of entrepreneurship to do that. But it's also a very interesting time because ad companies don't have a lot of ad dollars. Mm -hmm. And the first people to get cut, I feel like are the podcast streaming influencer space because they're just like, all right, we're just going to keep our money and just do, you know, a few dollars here and there on their own, you know, Instagram ads that they're putting out instead of spending money, you know, the big dollars with radio, TV and whatever it may be. So yeah, there it is. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like things are picking up. And then it's like, I haven't heard anything. In months. And you can't even predict it half the time. No, it just happened. not. You cannot. Yeah. Christmas time. Sure. It'll pick up again but then like that january february march time of year yeah it's kind of scary (laughs) welcome to entrepreneur struggle where each week we talk to founders and freelancers about their journey creating and scaling up their business my name is chris colbert and i'm the founder and ceo of the media company dcp as well as the video and podcast recording space podstream studios times square this season we are part of the linkedin podcast academy So make sure to check out our show notes for information about our weekly newsletter and live events. In this conversation, I'm talking to two of my very good friends, Carla Marie and Anthony. Anthony I've known since my freshman year at Seton Hall University, and I've known Carla Marie for about 10 years, even though she graduated from our rival Rutgers. Together, they are the hosts of the fun and engaging show on Twitch called The Carla Marie and Anthony Show. They also have the Morning Show podcast, and they've created content and community on other platforms like YouTube and Discord while still somehow finding time to put out a newsletter and do live events. I swear it feels like they're everywhere. So we talked about how they manage such a busy schedule without being able to have a routine, how they've developed a special healthy relationship with their audience, and how they promote themselves. Now this conversation was actually recorded on LinkedIn Live a couple weeks ago, and so I surprised them with a special guest to help me kick off the conversation. But before that, we began with how they first got started in media. Well, I started with um, iHeartRadio in, at the time, it was Clear Channel, New York. And I was on a radio station, uh, 103.5 KTU. I was on the promotions team there and bounced around a little bit, ended with Elvis Duran in the morning show. Not ended, but moved over to Elvis Duran in the morning show in 2009, uh, which is where I met Carla Murray. Yeah, I started as an intern there in 2009. Um, ended up becoming the phone producer and lifestyle contributor for the show. We worked there together for about six or seven years. But during our time at Elvis's show, the two of us in 2014 started a podcast together because we wanted to get better at we wanted to get better at radio because that show was so big. It was so hard to get airtime. So it was actually Anthony's idea that was like, we should start a podcast to practice. (laughs) And we did. And the company was like, wow, you guys sound great together. Do you want your own morning show? And we hopped in a U-Haul and And you said, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) And moved across the country to Seattle um, in 2016, where we hosted a radio show for five years and uh, 2020, actually three years ago this coming Monday, we got let go and transitioned to doing everything digital on our own. Yeah, and we were super lucky that uh, we had done a lot of the digital stuff while we were on traditional radio. So we started on Twitch in 2018. We had, like Carla Marie mentioned, 
uh, podcasting in 2014. Obviously, we did social media throughout that entire thing. Go live on Instagram, live on Facebook, uh, Periscope, whatever when that was, it was a thing. So we had always tried to bring radio to all the digital platforms. And then when we were uh, let go, we basically said, let's just try to unify everything, use all the things that we've developed over time, kind of as auxiliary things in radio and make those the main things. Yeah. And so you were able to like move that audience seamlessly over because they were already on these platforms listening to you all. Yeah. Yeah. They already, they, even if they weren't there, they knew they existed because we talked mm -hmm. about them on every platform, right? You'd mentioned something you did on Instagram, on the radio, you'd mentioned something you did on, uh, Twitch on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So even if they didn't know where it was or how to use it, once we got let go, it created this um, almost this like unifying movement where everyone yeah. said, oh, well, if this company doesn't want them anymore and is going to kind of throw them away, we're going to go follow them. And that's where we were able to bring everyone over to Twitch uh, kind of in like a mass exodus of radio yeah. listeners to now digital listeners. I have a special guest that I want to bring. As soon as I told my producers that I want to talk to you guys, uh, one of our producers, Brittany, is a huge fan of yours. And so oh. I could not <laughs> do this without having her get a chance to talk to you. Um, and yeah, to find out some more about what you guys do. Whoa. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Hi, this is so cool. I'm so excited. Thank you, Chris, for letting me be a part of it. And well, I have to start this by saying you guys look great. You look, look great. You look great. <laughs> so this is so cool. I've been following forever, like since the Elvis Duran days. You know, I grew up in New Jersey. I'm an Elvis Duran girl. So I'm in, you know, in my day Friday times. Yeah, I think it's just super amazing where you're at now, especially surviving, you know, the ups and downs of terrestrial radio, which I yeah. know all too well myself. So um, anyway, I love what you're doing with the podcast. Super informative and fun. Anyway, I'll stop fangirling now. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. So going back to the whole Elvis Strand thing, you guys obviously had a really strong East Coast following. Mm -hmm. um, but now what I see you both doing is you built such a strong local following in Seattle. You guys are having obviously so much fun out there. I see all the events you're up to. Like, it just looks amazing. And um, I'm curious, you know, how you really went about getting that hyper local following is there anything that stands out to you that like really moved you ahead in that sense? Is there anything that you do consistently to really keep that presence? Like, how did you build that strong following in a totally new location beyond, you know, I know you gained some listeners on terrestrial there too, but yeah. what, what really got you into like all these events, you know, you're doing stuff with orange theory, the, the basketball, you know, all that. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 I think the, the biggest thing in any, business is you're going to work on partnerships. So right away, we hit the ground running with trying to work with local organizations. Carla Marie uh, started working with a, an animal rescue here and you find local organizations that you have a passion for and those partnerships become natural. And then you meet people in those communities and it expands kind of word of mouth style yeah. that way. You really just need one first and mm. then you start getting like your tentacles into everything. I will, I do have to give radio a big credit because we didn't really, yes, we did gain listeners and local partnerships from that on our own. But the cool thing about radio is people just got in their cars and we were there. Mm. So when we started here, they Whether were like, they wanted us or not. Exactly. <laughs> we so we were these new people and they gave us a chance. And so we, yes, that was the foundation of starting local, but we went above and beyond. Like we went to more, like we were a, paid for almost any of the events or appearances yeah. we did while we were on the radio. It was just, we need to like 
shake hands with people and meet people before concerts at our station tent. Um, the University of Washington has a really cool thing here called sailgating, where you uh, hang out on the water on boats before a game. And we would get donuts before the games and just toss them to people on boats with like the station flag and be like, hey, we're Carla Marie Anthony from the morning show. Mm-hmm. And it was just ridiculous things like that. But like what Anthony said, working with different organizations, there's another one here called Cocoon House that um, works with homeless teens and we would speak at their events or whatever it was. We host charity events for them and stuff yeah, like that. Different things like that. And then after actually after being let go, I got this job with the Seahawks here just as their in-game host and social media host. And from doing that now, so many more things have come and getting to work with their charity organization, the celebrity basketball game that you mentioned that Anthony got to be a part of. So like I said, it just takes one thing and that all starts happening. And I'll also say, I'll also say one of the things that we realized when we came out here uh, from the radio perspective was if you come, if you're familiar with Elvis Duran in the morning show or any morning shows around the country that are built like that, um, they're live they're local, even if they're in multiple cities, and they're taking your phone calls and answering your text messages all morning. We got here to Seattle, and that was not the case. We almost had yeah. to um, explain to our audience how to interact with our show. But after, I would say, three or four months, people started realizing there were real people on that radio station. It mm-hmm. wasn't piped in from another city, from another time zone or anything yeah. like that. And when we would respond to text messages specifically, the amount of people that would respond and say, oh, my God, I didn't think anyone would ever respond. Or I've texted every radio station <laughs> in this city and no one responds. And having even though it's kind of a one way relationship radio to an audience, but letting them know that if they ever wanted to reach out, call us for a topic, yeah. text us about something, message us on social media. We did our very best to answer every one of those people to let them know this is a community that we're building. And that's why we were so fortunate when we got let go that a lot of people followed us to the new platforms because we were able over time to build those relationships kind of organically. And a lot of times people just want to feel heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like really people just want to feel seen and heard and that's making yourself accessible, I guess is, is really crucial to that. We all want the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. It really just comes down to that. (laughs) And like with social media and everything connecting, it's like, that's really what it is is people are looking for that connection. So making yourself available to that. Yeah. Um, so I guess then I would also, so I, I understand, you know, you do a lot of this momentum that those kinds of events and getting into the community and all that. Is there anything that comes to mind that maybe that you did that you thought would be inconsequential, but it ended up being maybe crucial to your growth or just like provided a huge spike that was incredibly surprising? Um, and you know, even if it's something that you continue to do today that you didn't expect to be doing. So there are two things that I can I can go with one. Actually, you kind of touched upon the responding to people like we were just like, oh, well, they texted. So we have to respond. It wasn't really like a let's go in and respond to everyone that texts the show because it's going to make us successful in the long run. It was just the natural thing to do. It's a courtesy. Yeah. And it it really did end up helping because like Anthony just said. But another thing was, which when you signed on, Brittany, you said you look great. And (laughs) people who don't know us are probably like, what? Why did you say that? (laughs) So. Every radio show has their phrase. Uh, Howard Stern had Baba Booey. Elvis Duran in the morning show has Hello Lady. If you're not a listener, you have no idea what's happening when you hear that. So we, being new to having our own show, we're like, what are we going to say? What are we going to do? And ended up 
going with you look great so when people called in and they were about to hang up they would yell you look great and we would yell it back irony was we couldn't see them they couldn't see us <laughs> it was still a positive way to start your day and that all became some guy on the street yelled at us yeah uh, we had a conversation with some random human uh we were walking with our former market president to go grab dinner and a guy on a bike stopped made small talk and as he was pedaling across the street he just yelled back you look great and we tried it the next morning and we'd ex explain the whole story and it just caught on yeah so that in 2016 2017 has now turned into five years later, we have an apparel collection that says, you look great. We've um, launched different uh, group workout things with our audience to, you can win money if you do the, you look great challenge or yep. whatever it is. We've taken this silly phrase and it's become this fun, positive thing that people all over the country now walk around wearing these yeah. shirts and have positive interactions. We've had listeners bump into each other on vacation and be like, you, you yeah. listen to <laughs> it happened to my sister where she works. She was like, I had no idea. You know, my sister. And it's, it's cool that it's become more than just the two of us yeah. talking into a microphone. And yeah. I think one of the coolest things about that, and I didn't even think about that when she asked the question, yeah. but um, that shirt now or sweater, whatever you wear has become people's official travel shirt. Mm -hmm. When they board planes, they're wearing that because flight attendants seem to love it. Pilots yep. love it. Yep. But then we found out that people were wearing the you look great gear to surgery or to mm -hmm. go see their baby niece or nephew for the first time or granddaughter for the first time. And they were wearing these shirts to like momentous occasions Crazy. in their lives because they wanted to bring that positivity into the moment with them. Or maybe they were scared to go into surgery and they wanted to somehow, uh, good vibes, give a good vibe to yeah. like the, the staff that would be working and, and helping them. So, it became a big thing. And I'll add on to that in terms of things we thought that were inconsequential. Um, all of the technologies or platforms that we jumped yeah. on, we never thought we'd rely on them. We were all, we were doing them just as like side projects, side mm -hmm. quests, if you will. And I remember when we started podcasting, the amount of people in radio, they're like, why are you, why are you wasting your time on this stupid podcast? You have a whole radio station. You should be focusing on that. And then when we started on Twitch, the amount of people who said, why are you focused on this stupid live stream? You have a radio station you can worry about. And all of those things ended up becoming very consequential yeah. uh, later on. So just listening to that intuition, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just being being open to Trying testing out new technology yeah. and not being afraid of it or not thinking that it's going to somehow uh, derail your career in some weird way. Yeah. Yeah. You got to try and fail, you know? Yeah. Succeed or succeed. Yeah. <laughs> succeed. Hopefully. Yeah. That's, that's still the goal. We're still got a yeah. ways to still go. Still working on it. <laughs> uh, Chris, have I taken over? You want... If you got another question, by all means. Like you're, I mean, you're an even bigger it. fan than I am. I so I love, I love these questions. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, this was something else that I've um, wondered about because um, Carla Marie specifically, I noticed you do such a great job of like just promoting yourself, you know, like um you've got I, and i know with what's trending and everything and you you these products like you get a lot i'm sure you get sent a lot of stuff you you really do the marketing of yourself well and um personally i have like such a, an internal aversion to promoting myself like i have my own creative projects and like i get the icks so bad every time i have to tell the world that like i've written another piece yes. like it's, yeah. ha do you guys get the icks how, oh, yeah. what do you tell yourself to get through the icks? Um, or do you just not even operate on that level? And you're like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> so we are very different here. First of all, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I don't 
And I think a lot of it stems from um, talking to other small business owners who are like, if you don't promote yourself, yeah. no one else is. And you, Brittany, are obviously proud of the stuff that you've worked on. And I think sharing that excitement with people is contagious and being like, I worked my butt off on this. I'm so excited for you to listen to it or to watch it. Or just for me, it's been a lot of sharing my excitement. So um, we have something on Monday during our show that we are going to announce. And we like we have worked our butts off on this next project that we're yeah. doing and we can't freaking wait to share it. And it's small things like that. Like when I got the Seahawks job, I was like, I can't wait to tell everyone. I did a whole video about my audition and telling my friends. And I was like, come along this journey with me. And people care about that. Once I started noticing that people care about even the smallest things in your life yeah. that I was like, well, I got to share it all with them. Why not? Like we're all in this together. It's relatable, whether they're in media or not, it's relatable when people you know or don't know from social media are sharing these milestones and you may be inspiring someone else to do it. But yeah. social media is one big brag board. So that's what everyone's using it for. Why not? Yeah, I think going off of that too, the thing that sticks with me, because I don't love posting on he social. Doesn't. Um, <laughs> I, I love Hi. I love social media. I love responding to people and, and talking to people. I don't, I don't necessarily love posting myself, but um, like Carla Marie said, if you don't do it, who's going to do it? Um, and the other part is you've worked really hard. Yeah. And if you want something to be successful, that's part of the equation now. You, know, you really can't avoid it. There's like six celebrities in the world who don't have social media and they were successful before social media. Yeah. So if you're not going to do it, no one else is. So may as well be proud and, and go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, you guys are juicing me up now to go promote myself. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to listen to this later to juice myself up because I don't listen oftentimes to my own advice. Oh, I'm at it too. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Been there. Been there. All right. Well, the last thing I will ask, because you guys do so, so much, as Chris was saying in the beginning, like, I, I mean, I feel tired looking at all the things that you guys do. And I'm like, I'm I get a nap, a serious nap just watching. Um, So you've got to have, I mean, maybe you don't, or do you have routines, practices, habits that like keep you balanced? Um, how do you find time to just like have fun and relax? Do you relax or do you need a nap now? <laughs> uh, Always need a nap. I was literally thinking today, this morning about how we haven't, either of us have not just sat on the couch for at least two weeks. Yeah. And granted, we had a wedding last weekend. We were away. We were with friends. We were traveling. So it was fun stuff. But that like, just sitting down and doing nothing hasn't happened in a while. So we are in need of that. I will say we're kind of bad at the routine thing, which I feel like people looking like you, Brittany, from the outside are like, yeah, what's your routine? Tell me about it. I'm like, other than we do our show live on Twitch Monday, Tuesday, Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, and we do a daily podcast, it gets released at the same time. Do we record it at the same yeah. time? No. It's uh, tough. So it's something we're working on. It, it's tough when you do have a lot of things yeah. because oftentimes, you know, you have to put out a fire here, which then puts everything mm -hmm. else off. Mm -hmm. I think making sure you find time in your day. Like for me, I don't have a routine to when I work, eat, work out, sleep or anything like that, but making sure I at least find time for all of the things yeah. I need to do yeah. wherever it fits in and being flexible that way, um, especially as any entrepreneur, as any self-starter, mm -hmm. so, small business knows, sometimes you don't it seems like you have all the freedom and decision making in the world. But you're reliant on a lot of you're relying on a lot of other people is, at the same time. Yeah. So 
you just have to be flexible and understand yeah. things will get done when they need to get done. And I've always been, even since I was in school, not a good student, but um, <laughs> I was always the do the entire project in one day kid, not the do the project in installments kid. So yep. I was never really a routine person. Same. So when the two of us work together, yeah. it's kind same of a day. mess. Same day. Yeah. yeah, same day. But we one thing we've always not always, I mean, since like launching this next chapter is Fridays. They're not necessarily a day off, but they're not, we're not putting out new content. So being able to do something like this, like this is the only thing we have to put our energy towards today. So you have all of it. Yeah. So you get all of it. (laughs) But I think that has been the most important thing. We really don't schedule meetings generally on Fridays. Um, So having that day has always been It's just something that we try to like keep as our, our one day of no work or just get errands done that you've kind of neglected the rest of the week. And it goes back to the original podcast, which was my day Friday. And the whole idea of my day Friday was Friday's your day. Yeah. Right? Monday, Monday through Thursday, you usually owe to the man or something, <laughs> you know. Um, but Friday, even if you have work, you're looking forward to the weekend. You're looking forward to your time. So do something you want for yourself that day. And that's we've kind of followed or uh, held that belief through all the other things that we've done. Awesome. Great. Well, now I don't feel so bad about not having a chaotic routine myself. I've tried all the journals, all the all the things, all the methods, and right. they work for like a little bit. Not forever. I know. Same. I've tried blocking my schedule. I mean, I've done everything, too. I was yeah. just I'm more of a throw it at the wall. See what sticks. <laughs> yeah, I'm with all of you as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I still have all my schedule. Like you have to work out at this time. But then I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling it today. Or, I'm not feeling it this first. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Well, thank you so much for answering thank you. my questions, Chris. Thank you for letting me be a part and sorry, Carla Marie, but I got to say go pirates. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so go. Rutgers. Well, you know what? Well, I did like you, Brittany. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm a pirate. So what can I say? We ganged it. up on you. I see. I told you it was a special <laughs> guest coming. Cut off guard. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Brittany. Those are such excellent questions. I'm going to try to do thank my best to, to host as well as you just did. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Azu. It was great to e-meet you. You look <laughs> you great. Too. You look great. You look great. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things I didn't mention when we first started this conversation, you know, you have multiple properties. I did say that, but, you know, Carla Marie and Anthony show, which, you know, you can see right behind you there, um, but also the morning show podcast. Like you guys have such, and it came up a little bit before, but you have such a unique presence with your audience, like the way that you guys go back and forth, you know, bring them on for little game segments or just take their comments. Like there's just such a special relationship there and it feels almost like they're part of your family. But do you still kind of have to set certain boundaries there as well? Uh, Carla Marie probably has to do more than I do. I think that's just the nature of, you know, being a public figure and a woman. You can probably speak to that. Yeah. uh, Man, that is such a great question. I think at this point, a lot of those boundaries have kind of naturally been set. I don't really need to go like, I know that I share my life. I, I, sh- I choose to share what I share and I then now have to deal with how people react or interact with those things. Um, I say probably early on in the social media part of what we do, it was very difficult. Like the things that often men would say to me, I, mm. I'm trying to find a spot where like women have crossed the line, but not really that often. <laughs> Men are habitual and, line steppers. Yeah. At this point, I've just, you know, blocked the people that step over the line, whatever it may be. Um, and so they've kind of been set in that sense that I don't really have, 
quote unquote haters following me anymore because they've been blocked and they're gone or they don't like what I'm putting out there. So I don't have to deal with them anymore. But when it comes to our audience, I feel like we know so much about their personal lives mm. as well. Like we know their kids' names for a lot of people. We know, oh, they, they have their sister's wedding coming up. That's right. She's the maid of honor. Oh, we know what city they live in or what college they went to. So a lot, it's a two-way street for a lot of our audience. And so I don't know. I feel like I don't, I don't really have to set boundaries anymore. Yeah, I don't think I've I've never really had. I mean, every now and then there's a random yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of trolley type of person that pops up on social media. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of people like to give us credit for this community that we've built. Um, but in reality, a lot of the community built itself mm -hmm. in a weird way, especially with Twitch, because Twitch allows the chat room feature, which allows people to talk to one another. Mm -hmm. So it has allowed our community to get even stronger and more closely bonded Um because even when we're, you know, there's a countdown screen before our show actually starts. And this started happening during COVID where there was like a five or 10 minute countdown screen. And what I started realizing was our audience was saying hello to one another in the chat before we even started the show. Oh, cool. And you think yeah. about the fact that in that time, especially in Washington, people were so isolated that that may have been the first non-coworker, non-family member they spoke to in a week. Yeah. And- I think that helped us build this community and we've tried to support it as much as possible. And they have in turn uh, done a great mm -hmm. job supporting us. Wow. You know, when we have uh, community members that start their own business, they, they'll discuss it in our yeah. chat and people will then, we just had, I'll shout out to people. Uh, I think Lenny from Queens this week just picked up baked goods from Jen and Lisa who are in New Jersey and they started their own yeah. uh, like bake shop. And it, he found out about them through the Twitch chat and is now supporting them as a member cool. of our community. So Man, things like that, that. That's got to feel good. Yeah. It shout out uh, for old times bake in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Does the same thing happen on like the discord as well? Discord's more of a, it's the same Smaller. community for the most part. Cause a lot of Twitch and discord have a lot of overlap. Yeah. Um, and I would say it's a smaller percentage, but a more interactive group than our Twitch stream. Mm -hmm. It all like kind of, filters down yeah and the I same think thing discord is probably the most um hyper focused group of people we have in our community yeah whereas instagram and facebook are probably the most like there's more free people. floating yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well and yeah you have the discord you have twitch you know the podcast like social media obviously there and youtube like there's so many places to point people how do you then decide what calls the action to give people like you can't give people everything or else they're going to no. do Correct. nothing so how do you then filter that for them um, I think it's it's two parts. It's one, what is the most important thing we're working on in that moment, mm -hmm. um, which right now is our podcast, and what's the easiest thing for people to access. Um, we don't use YouTube probably as much as we should, but it's so ubiquitous that everyone knows YouTube. So it's yeah. easy to, to send people there, whereas not as many people know Twitch. So it's harder to send people to Twitch. It's even harder that, than for Discord. Um, yeah. So it just, you kind of have this weird puzzle that you're trying to put together and say, what's the most important thing? What's the platform people are most familiar with? And podcasting is the easiest at the moment. Yeah. And it's just like Anthony said, just prioritizing what the day of the week. Cause not, mm -hmm. you know, the Twitch show isn't every day. So, all right, let's hit the podcast really hard on a Wednesday because that's the only content we're putting out that day and finding that balance. It's not easy. We haven't perfected it. Mm -hmm. And like Anthony said, getting people to join discord 
is difficult because they're like, what is this thing that I'm doing? And it's sending me all these alerts. How do I turn it off? And I'm like, I'm still figuring it out too. So. <laughs> and I will say the the platform that probably doesn't get enough attention is an email distribution list. Mm. An email list, it's still, yes, there are no, there are more advanced filters now and people can obviously unsubscribe whenever they want and that's their right. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still the most direct form. You're not trying to cut through an algorithm normally to get to your audience. And those are people who, generally speaking, signed up for that information. Got so yeah. I, I think we sometimes forget how important the email list is. Well, there's only so much time in a day, too. So you really just have to prioritize. And if that's not really converting for you, then, you know, you just have yeah. to let that be for now. Yeah. And you guys have been together. I actually forget how long you all have been doing shows together, but it's been a long time. How long has it been? It'll be next May will be 10 years. Wow. It feels like longer, to be honest. Well, we've known <laughs> each other for not uh, that much longer. I guess 14. In, yeah. So. Well, and like you guys are in a relationship as well. And so even taking the relationship out of it, just being around somebody that much on a regular basis, like I love people. I love Anthony. I, full <laughs> disclosure, me and Anthony went to college together. I yep. can't be around Anthony that much. So like, how do you guys make that work where you just literally have to be around each other all the time because of work and also you live together in a relationship? Like, yeah, how do, you, how do you manage that? And I will say before we answer the question, I don't blame you, Chris, because I don't want to be around Anthony that much. <laughs> I don't want to be around I, me if, that much either. If I could, if, if I could avoid myself, sometimes I would. Um, I think understanding that the person needs space in any capacity, like coworkers, relationship, whatever. I I am a firm believer of your time apart makes your time together more valuable. Yes. Mm. You know, and that's in every aspect of life. Like when I'm away from my brothers, I miss them more and our time together is mm -hmm. more valuable. Yes. And we appreciate that time more. Yeah. And I, there are a lot of people that are in relationships that just do everything with their significant other where I'm like, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Bye. And he's like, goodbye. <laughs> so <laughs> and or like if he's going either one of us are away for the weekend, it's like I will miss you, but I can't wait to have this alone time. And I think not being offended by that, like if yeah. either of us He's like, I'm going to go to the movies today by myself. Okay, have fun. I And we both understand that. There needs to be an understanding. But I think because our relationship has had so many layers that we are understanding. We went from coworkers to friends to podcast hosts. There's to, enemies in between there yeah, at some and point. And at one point, we didn't like each other. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that part. Ooh, that juicy. was before the podcast, yeah. Oh, then man. podcast, then we... Um, moved across the country and relied so much on each other because obviously we're from New Jersey and you, you, we both have these huge families that we always could rely on. And then we just had the two of us. So you kind of had to deal with the cons of the relationship because that was your person, even when we were just friends. And then we went to, you know, morning show co-hosts and then eventually started dating. So we've had all these layers where we've gone to respect all the different parts of every relationship. And there's also, I mean, just like your time apart is super important in every relationship. Trust, no matter what mm. type of relationship you're talking about, is the most important thing you can have. And mm -hmm. um, Carla Marie and I have always had a really great relationship where we, even if we were unsure of a situation, we trusted the other person wasn't going to set us up to fail. Mm -hmm. You know, there are times where I have an idea and I can go throughout our, our time knowing each other. I can go to Carla Marie and say, I need you to trust me. I want to try this or we're going to do this and she'll do the same thing to me. And even if we're unsure, we understand that the other person does still have our, our best yeah. intentions in mind. Yeah. Besides that trust, is there other good benefits that have come out of how long you've worked together? 
I think, especially with what we do in terms of podcasting on the Twitch stream, we know when to pick each other up, mm. yeah. you know? Um, and we also know, you know, if Carla Marie is having a bad day, she can come to me and say, I'm just, you're going to have to go, you're 90% today. I'm 10% and you're 90%. And I'll say, okay, just tell me what, what needs to be picked up. And, you know, the opposite is also true. And just knowing how the other person works and how it's, I'm still dealing with it, but Anthony's very much a night owl. And I'm like, I need to get everything done as early as possible in the day so that I have the rest of it. Where he's like, I'm going to do all these other things and then work at night. And I'm like, so I, I do my best to, it's, I'm still, you know, learning that, but I understand it. It may not be how I operate, but I understand that that's yeah. what's best for him. Yeah. So finding the a balance, like anything, it's super hard, but I think we've been able to do that pretty well. And also finding someone that pushes you, like, you know, Carla Marie sometimes pushes me to get stuff done earlier in the day, which then makes other things easier. Finding someone to push you in the right way to get out of your own comfort zone yeah. and tackle things that you may not have done on your own is also very important. And again, trusting the person to do that, knowing when to push one another mm -hmm. is also really important. There are days where I know I can ask Carla Marie to re-record something four times because I think it can sound better. There are also days where I know I got one shot. <laughs> She's doing that. She's doing that one take, and uh -huh. I'm that's what I'm getting. What I'm getting. Uh -huh. You know. Facts. You know how to read that energy now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When well, you know you guys are as we've talked about a lot here, like you're super talented, also just really creative, and so like there's always ideas coming from you all. You're trying new things. But are there ever like projects where you're just like you just kind of let it go or just never got around to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's stuff that we're still technically working on, but it's been put on the back burner because there are so many other things mm -hmm. that we're trying to juggle. Um, I'm trying to think of one off the top. Uh, one of the things we would like to do uh, that we have talked about at least for a year now is revamping our YouTube channel, mm -hmm. uh, putting together because right now really what we do is we take our Twitch stream, which is a live stream that people can interact with. We take live callers, live chat, all that stuff. And we just put that on YouTube. And that's essentially what our entire YouTube channel is. What we'd like to do is either create a edited version of our Twitch stream, where it just cuts out some of the stuff that doesn't make sense if you're not watching it as a live stream. But editing down a 90 minute video every day is- Yeah, when you have all these other yeah. things to do. That's the last thing on your list. Um, so I'd say that's one of the projects that we've kind of just yeah. let go. Yeah, there are a lot. I I also uh, gatekeep a lot of my ideas. So there are ideas that I have, but I'm so scared to share them. I'm not going to say them because we worked in radio and had oh. several things stolen. So <laughs> there are things that, yes, that often get put on the back burner. Um, projects, business ideas, collaborations, like all of it. And it's like, okay, now's the time to do it. And we just kind of got to focus on one thing at a time because when we start doing all of it, it gets a bit chaotic and stressful. And then we're like, what are we doing? And then things start getting dropped. So yes, things get put on the back burner all the time. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, shoot, I've contacted you guys about things and like, I've never followed up on certain things. Like it's just, it, that's just the life of a creative. Like mm -hmm. there's so many great ideas, but they're only 24 hours in a day. You know, it's uh, yeah. One of these days we'll get around to doing something. together. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like fortunately and unfortunately, um, not everything has the same level of importance. Yep. You can't treat everything with the same level of importance. So sometimes you have to say, you know what, as much as I would like to get this one thing done, I know that there are other things that are going to carry this project forward that I need to focus on. Um, that'll make my life easier down the road. And then I can tackle all of those, those other things. As like, you know, independent creators, do you really value the, I guess, 
the, va the value being an independent or do you really eventually want to work back into being part of like a major company? I know you're also working with, you know, Gemini, uh, Gemini yeah. 13 and like, obviously they're great. Um, but yeah, like what is the value of being independent versus being with a company that have that extra support? And I could list both. I yeah. could give you a list of both. Um, kind of obvious answer of working with the corporation is, you know, you're getting a paycheck every week, which is so, or every two weeks, which Health is very benefits. nice. <laughs> Health insurance. And you know, your vacation is like built in. And when you take a day off or two, it's not like as a business owner, it's like, I'm not getting paid today or I'm not because I'm not working. My business isn't working. So there's this, that whole mindset, but there are so many pros to this is my business. What I put into it, I'm watching the the rewards of it i'm watching it happen everything that i put into it or don't put into it is my fault i don't have to deal with the boss i don't have to deal with management i don't have to deal with someone telling me what to do and it's all my my baby right yeah. it's all my our, our everything that we create is ours no one else's and, and all of that but there is a little bit of believe it or not people that work in corporate america are probably like no way you have no idea there's a little bit of relaxation that you get working for a corporation, not having to worry about what's next. Where is your next paycheck going to come from? Um, you know, can I sustain this forever? All of those things. I think having a family and working a corporate job in some cases is easier. Like if we had kids, I don't know how we would yeah. do this right now. I think, um, yeah, just to add on to that, the the fear, there's like a innate fear in yeah. being an entrepreneur and, and yeah. being doing this stuff on your yeah. own because it's scary enough when you're on your own and you only have yourself to worry about. But then when you start adding people to the equation, now there's this terrifying realization that other people are relying on your success directly. Yeah. And and it does like that's stuff that can keep you up at night, right? Mm -hmm. That's stuff that can make you like physically ill with that kind of pressure. Yeah. Um, what I think what we would like to do down the road, and we're working on it. You mentioned Gemini 13. They're a great company that was started by some guys who at one point were in radio, have moved over to the digital side. Um, we would love to partner with bigger companies in a way where it's mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. I think when you start coming up in any entertainment industry, it's kind of a one-way street. Yeah. You're doing a lot of work for almost no money for a yeah. gigantic corporation, and they're selling that work for a lot of money. Uh, what we are trying to do is kind of flip the script there and say, you know what? We can put in a lot of creative work. You guys have this huge support system. Let's make this mutually beneficial, right? We're not trying to fleece you. You're not going to fleece us. We'll own our IP. That's probably the biggest thing. And one of the reasons we loved our deal with Gemini was they allowed us to own yeah. – and continue to own everything that we've created. Which is not very easy important. to find yeah, yeah, in this space. Um, but, and so I- shout out to them. Yes. And being an entrepreneur though, there are so many days where I'm like, you know what? I, I can make my doctor appointment in the middle of the day. Yes. Or I can do this. <laughs> or you know what? I don't feel good today. I am just going to lay in my bed all day. And there are also great pros other than just getting to relax when you want. <laughs> but I think I do my best when people ask us this kind of question- of saying, yes, there are also days where I just want to work a nine to five that I do not care about mm -hmm. and that I get to leave, close the laptop, don't answer any emails, 
because it doesn't matter. And like, those are the things sometimes that I'm like, oh man, just sitting at a cute little cubicle and doing nothing all day, (laughs) not nothing, but like, and then coming home and just being like, oh, my day's over. Not that I got to record a podcast, get this posted on social. It's 10 PM. I should send out a newsletter. You know, that's the fine line of you get all this freedom, but also is it really freedom? I think it really just goes to the fact that humans are never happy and Correct. we're always looking for the other thing. You sure. know? Hey, try both. We have a long life and a lot of yeah. years of working. <laughs> well, and you guys obviously worked with a lot of sponsors. We were talking before Carla Marie, you know, even just with your social media, you, know, you do a lot of influencing there with, you know, working with products and brands, but obviously with the show as well. With all those things coming in, though, do you still have anxiousness around bringing in money to sustain what you're doing? Yeah. And a lot of that somehow it comes and flows where you'll have it all at once. And then you'll go three, four months of like no partnerships, nothing. So you have to be, it's so hard to budget when you don't have consistent money coming in. So you don't, when people like, Oh, well, what is your monthly budget? I'm like, I don't know because there may be no money this month. There may be more money than I've ever made in a month coming in. So it becomes more difficult in this area of entrepreneurship to do that. But it's also a very interesting time because ad companies don't have a lot of ad dollars mm-hmm. and the first people to get cut, I feel like are the podcast streaming influencer space because they're just like, all right, we're just going to keep our money and just do, you know, a few dollars here and there on their own, you know, Instagram ads that mm-hmm. they're putting out instead of spending money, you know, the big dollars with radio TV and whatever it may be. So yeah, there it is. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like things are picking up. And then it's like, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. In months. And you can't even predict it half the time. No, it just you happens. cannot. You cannot. Yeah. Christmas time. Sure. It'll pick up again. But then like that January, February, March time of year. Yeah. It's Q1 is kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's also interesting, especially in the podcast streamer, YouTube space, whatever you want to call it, the digital entertainment space. I think there's this new narrative that there were so many bad investments in that space. Yeah, but because you look at um, Pandora shut down Stitcher, which they bought for, or Sirius XM bought for hundreds of millions of dollars. Spotify keeps re- all shut these down. reports yeah, about it. And- yeah. And there's this weird false narrative that there's no, there's decreasing value in the podcast space. When in reality, it's just those companies overpaid for those products. Yeah. Yep. And that's a consequence of those actions. And it was but, oversaturated. Yeah. It's a course correction but, happening here. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but the podcast space is still growing and listenership is still growing. It's just those early, early investments, they may have jumped the gun a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And that's why, you know, as a company, we've pivoted in like the last few months, even past year of doing more work for higher stuff. Okay. Where can I forecast how much we're going to make because of the ad, you know, the ad fluctuations that happen. So it's like, you just have to be flexible and, and just figure out also where your other strengths are to lean on those while times might be tough in, in the ad space. Yeah, and that's to to that point, actually, uh, I want to say it was last year this time, maybe a year and a half ago, we worked on a project with a company that was working with Facebook alongside one of the project, the new things they were launching, and they were going to work with a bunch of creators, uh, musical artists, actors, all these different people that they were going to work with to launch this new product. And we helped them on the back end to help because we come from a producer background in radio. Uh, We helped produce what that would look like. Yeah. Um, and we had a complete backseat role to that, but cool. it was consistent income for a couple months from, you know, one of the largest companies in the world. Yeah. So to your, to your point, sometimes you have to do some things behind the scenes, oh, yeah. um, that are still in the same area, still, still the same industry, just 
you know, figuring out where to get that income. Yeah, I think you guys, would, you know, obviously that's kind of what you did here, but you guys would be amazing consultants, just given all the different kinds of technology you've used and how you've you know, developed community. And like, that's what really pushes companies and brands forward right now is building community. And you've obviously done an excellent job of that with yours. So, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, I want to talk a little bit more and we touched on this, the Seahawks thing, but tell me a little bit more about like the wins, like what are the great things happening? Anthony, how's the, uh, how's the Achilles doing? Um, are you in recovery? This is a win. I'm, I'm down on one to one crutch all right, today. That's all I got go. now. I found yeah. out today at physical therapy, I can use one crutch now mm -hmm. and put some pressure on my legs. So no, things are going well. Um, but we were talking to a friend yesterday and she was like, I can't believe it has been three years of you guys doing this on your own. She's like, you should be proud of yourselves. And yeah. I'm like, we are. But it's like constantly, like, okay, what's next? But taking that step back of just like, even though it's been a struggle, we have survived three years, which is a long time yeah. without working for a major corporation and doing what we love and finding ways to innovate and not hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> doing it together yeah. and still be in a relationship. And I think that's been the coolest thing and being able to live so far away from family and be like, you know what, let's build something where we can live in this cool city that we love and still go travel yeah. to see them and not skip anything like keep doing the project that we love keep doing the live show on twitch keep doing all of it and making it work for our lives and that yeah. to me is a huge huge win i think the big win for me is as lonely and and scary as it could be sometimes when you are when you set out on your own um the big win for me is realizing we were never really on our own mm -hmm. I had Carla Marie, Carla Marie had me. We had our community that right away was supporting us. And then we were able to find partners. Um, Gilly Wagon is a company. They're based here in Seattle. They do a bunch of events. Seattle Cocktail Week is put on by them. They, they work with a bunch of uh, yeah. alcohol brands as well. They've gone above and beyond to help us get our footing. Yeah. And they've helped us make connections with different clients. Uh, Seattle Gummy Company is also here. And they right away within the first week of us being independent, we signed a deal with them that was probably one of the better deals we've ever signed in our career. Not in terms of like upfront money, but it was a creative deal that made sense to us. Yes. Was that the CBD um, uh, thing? No, no. They, actually they are caffeine gummies ah. and uh, they have sleep gummies. There's, they're yeah. not the Seattle type of gummies that you would think of when you think Seattle and gummies. I actually. remember you gave me gummies sometime when I was out there and that thing had me out like a lamp. So yeah. not those. <laughs> I forgot about that. Not that they are. Um, they're actually a really, really great company and I can't have coffee beans. So they have the caffeine gummies have changed my life, but they have all kinds of things. Check them out. Code CMA. But no, the reason I bring that up is not to necessarily <laughs> plug any of them, yeah. but the reason yeah. I brought it up was I think sometimes we forget that they're, are people that are rooting for us yeah. and are actively trying to help us. And that is the big win is realizing even though our names are on the show, uh, it's not just the two of us. There's a whole group of people out there that have, that's helped us get to this point. And yeah. uh, you know, it's, it sounds so corny, but like we work harder to do right by those people that have put their faith in us. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm rooting for you, obviously, you know, love the things that you're doing. Love you guys just period. Um, obviously Brittany does as well. Um, awesome. I know there's tons of people who love the work you're doing. And also if you have not checked out their Twitch, the YouTube, the podcast, you have to check it out. One thing I just love too, or just like the branding that you have on the Twitch platform with like, got the ticker on the bottom, the little, yeah. little, little, uh, <laughs> I guess little baby images on the bottom of you guys. Yeah. Emotes. The emotes. Ant that's, Anthony has worked 
tirelessly on that. And when I tell you this man will sit in, in this room for hours, he's like, I have an idea and he will just work on it. That's honestly all him. And, um, he's gone up, works with a lot of the Fiverr artists to create those and what they've worked on together, him and, and people in random countries yeah. is amazing. Like it is some of the best work I have seen when it comes to live streaming. It's really, really cool. And he knows exactly what he's asking for. And, and he works with them. He's like, I got a new idea and I'm doing something else. And I'm like, okay. And then I look and I'm like, wow, this is great. So that's all him. I do need to give him. It's fun for me. I enjoy it. Well, if you, yeah, if you want to learn how to do branding, you got to watch this show beyond <laughs> just, you know, getting entertainment value and being part of the community. Uh, I know we've probably mentioned a few times throughout the conversation, but let people know where to, you know, get the Twitches, live streams, the great. social media, all those things. So the easiest thing to tell you is to go to CarlaMarieAnthony.com because once you're there, it it's all there. Um, but the Morning Show podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, our Twitch show is on Twitch. There's an app. You can go to twitch.tv. That's the, the website. Um, most smart TVs actually have a Twitch app, so you can watch us on TV, which is cool. But our name there is Carla Marie and Anthony. And yeah. same for YouTube, Carla Marie and Anthony. We're the only... Carla Marie and Anthony <laughs> for now and, yeah. and also get the merch. You know, I, uh, it was funny when you were talking about that earlier. I want, actually wanted to wear that today. And then I realized my partner stole it because she loves it so much. Uh, so I need to go get it back. <laughs> well, I think we're the same size. I can send you one of mine. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for joining Entrepreneur Struggle. Um, thank you, everybody here who's been watching live. And also, if you're watching the, you know, watching the replay or listening back on the podcast, really appreciate you being part of our community as well. But make sure you go check out Carla Marie and Anthony. No. Thank you, Chris. Thank You're you for the having best. us. And before we awesome. before we sign off, I do want to say, you know, as someone who's known you since we were in our teens, like there are very few people who I am as proud of yep. and excited to see succeed like you. I mean, I, it's it's so cool to see what you've built on your own because we all know this isn't uh, easy, and we've talked yeah. a lot, you know, just in private conversations. Uh, so congratulations on all your success so far, and I can't wait to see how much more you have down the road. Thank you. I know just like you guys, I have things I'm dying to tell people about and I can't tell them <laughs> just yet, but I'll call you guys okay. on the side and tell Text you about us. it. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, this is a great way to end a Friday. I'll see you all. You look great. You, you look, look great. great. Thank you, Carla Marie and Anthony for joining us on Entrepreneur Struggle. And thank you for listening. You can learn more about Carla Marie and Anthony's work by going to our show notes. And since recording this conversation, they have announced that they have a brand new studio for their shows. So make sure you go to their website to check that out. Our show notes are also where you can get more information on how to stay up to date on everything Entrepreneur Struggle. Thank you to my producers, Heather Johnson, Brittany Temple, and Mike DuBose. Thank you for the support from the LinkedIn Podcast Academy. And until next episode, stay safe and healthy because the struggle is real. Mm-hmm.